This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 Nation or visit windownation.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Eagles are heading to the Super Bowl, which of course means fantasy football is officially dead, right? Ooh, no, no, no. Still going strong with one-week fantasy football at DraftKings. The fantasy football season doesn't end until the games do, so while your season-long league is done, it's not too late to draft a new team and win money while doing so. DraftKings is introducing Single Game Showdown, which is the newest way to play one-week fantasy football, and drafting your team is even faster. All you have to do, draft six players, four offensive, two defensive, all from one game. And of course, as always, you can choose between public contests with big cash prizes or private contests where you can compete against a group of friends, which is what we're going to continue to do each and every week. So get to DraftKings.com right now to use the promo code BGNR to play for free with your first deposit for your share of hundreds of thousands of dollars in total prizes the weekend of the big game. That's promo code BGNR to compete for your share of hundreds of thousands of dollars in prizes. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. You're listening to BGN Radio. For the first time in 13 years, the Eagles are headed for the Super Bowl and a rematch with the New England Patriots in Super Bowl 52. Merrill Reese, pack your bags. We're going to Minneapolis. Oh. kidding me right now dude i'm like <sighs> i am out of breath i want where is phil where's phil from espn 1500 <laughs> oh he's being self-aware oh somewhere john God. he's out there being self-aware what the eagles are going to the fucking super bowl what just happened what just Woo! happened philly versus everybody baby oh my god bleed green oh that? my bleed god green. I can't believe what just happened. They're like, holy crap! Whoa! 
It is BGN Radio, the post-game show for the Super Bowl. We come in dancing like Beyonce. We're going to keep that going until we hit Minnesota. The Eagles are not NFC East champions. They are NFC champions. When no one gave them a chance for two weeks straight, no one has given this team a chance. And guess what? They're going to the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. <laughs> there is a lot of us that didn't believe Nick Foles can get you to a Super Bowl. There's two of us in this room right now. And Nick Foles, who we asked at the beginning in this morning's show when we were at the Jet Rollout, and we had a conversation, and I'm just saying, please, Nick, please, I need you to do the things you did for two quarters, for four quarters, and you will lead this team to a Super Bowl. Not only did he just come together and be two-quarter Nick Foles in four-quarter Nick Foles, that man was throwing dimes left and right. Big balls dug. Who has, who in the world has the balls big enough to be up four possessions, four of them, and then drop a flea flicker to Torrey Smith Dime, touchdown, <laughs> ball game. Who knew? Who knew, James, that at the beginning of this game in the first quarter, when the Vikings just tear this Eagles defense apart, boom, Kyle Randolph, Najee Good, I still love it. You're a friend of the show. Out of nowhere, just, <laughs> just hanging out in fantasy land. And since then, they didn't score. A point. It barely moved the ball. Uh, I I am blown away by this team, James. I am absolutely blown away. John, we talked, uh, like you said, we said we just need, like, good enough from Nick Foles. We need him not to make mistakes. We needed what we saw last week. We got 2013 Nick Foles. We got 2013 Nick Foles. We got 2013 playbook, too. Dude, he was a beast tonight. Are you kidding me? What, 341, three touchdowns? Like, Like, yo, yo, Nick Foles. Nick. From from the bottom of my heart, from the bottom of my soul, I yes. am so sorry. I am so sorry I ever doubted now you. Now the apology is much Holy much needed. Crap. Yes, Dude, for you, everybody. Nick, you were a super a superstar tonight. Like you were the best player out on that field tonight. Who the hell saw that coming? Everyone else stepping up around them. I mean, Alshon, how do you hold on to that football? How do I you have, have no the idea. hand strength, the body control, the ability to go down like that and hold on to the football? Torrey Smith, not just did they call Flea Flicker, but Torrey Smith caught a deep ball for a touchdown. How long have we been waiting for that? Like, everything just worked. Corey Clement, Jay Ajayi, the offensive line. It didn't matter. We talked about going in, oh, defense, defense, defense. The Philadelphia Eagles offense. And Dougie the Goat P show greatest up. call of all time. Show, dude, it, greatest greatest game plan B, of all time. BLG tweeted tweeted Coach of the Year Doug Peterson. I put the little asterisk and said Coach of the Century. That guy is so so good, so masterful. Two weeks in a row in the two biggest spots of his coaching career as a second year head coach. Doug Peterson is a star. We have a star as a head coach. Uh, uh, like we're going to the Super Bowl, and the future's even brighter than that. Yes. It is unbelievable. This is uh, I'm I'm like borderline like trying to control myself from welling up, and also trying to tame it down because I'm so out of control right now. This is a uh, look. This is we've been doing this for four years. This yes. is like first and away the coolest thing that's yes. ever happened. Like, is, oh my god! I mean, like I don't know, and I hope you know I don't know when the next time that we're going to be able to we're going to the Super Bowl podcast. Uh, but man, are we going to enjoy this ride as much? As 
as possible. And again, if you are uh, listening live on Facebook, we always appreciate you coming in and listening and watching us dance. If you're on the replay, welcome in. If you're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you are out there, uh, the uh, the five star reviews certainly uh, go a long way. Don't, Thank don't you. Don't review our dancing, yeah, because no, that might not, not our be dancing. five stars. That's the bad. attempt was five stars, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah, and thank you to Clip It and DraftKings for uh, being a part of this because this has been an amazing journey to get here. Guys, doesn't it feel good to just believe? It's not, this is the, always the confusing thing uh, about this Philadelphia fan base. And we've certainly been through it in the last couple of days with Vikings fans. And certainly we were down there, it's getting rowdy, people are, there's alcohol, whatever. It always gets misunderstood. It's not bravado, it's not confidence, it's just a belief. And doesn't it feel good to just believe in something for once? And when you believe and you believe, and we weren't all there, it all kind of came back together this week. Where we were in week 10 and week 11 with this and this fan base and this team, it all just kind of grouped right back up. We had our doubts, we had our arguments on what Nick Foles was, if this defense was really that good? Is Jay Ajayi going to be able to carry the load? All of it came together (laughs) this week. And it's not like I I can't identify it because it certainly isn't. We all believed that they were going to win this game. Now, obviously a lot closer than what the outcome was, but we it makes it so much more enjoyable to feed it this way. And this way, it all just feels like one cog heading to Minnesota. There's no it's it's not an overconfident group. It's not, hey, we're just we're just getting demanding respect with this football team. That team has been demanding respect. We're crazy. We went and bought underdog mess. We went and did a whole bunch of other stuff this we were, week. We were playing barking sound effects at every Vikings fan who walked by our tailgate today. We just every time they walk by, like yes, but we're psychopathic in that way. It's awesome. But the point of all this is, look, as a, we have to realize this as a city, too. It feels good right now. We believed in something, and they took us there. That's what's great. We don't need to... I'm, I'm tired of having these, this very self-doubt about, oh, yeah, I mean, they only just won a playoff game, so why... <laughs> Why would you why would you think they can win another one? It just feels that way. This team does that. It's not just us. This team made us a part of what they do. They made us a part of where they're going. They have made us by telling us this is where we are going. And that's what's great about this win, uh, other than the scoreboard itself. No, dude, it's one of those things where this team, this group of guys, this locker room, like, it has been the the happiest I've ever been rooting for a bunch of guys. Like, the actual people there. We talked about it on our pregame show. Like, this is a bunch of, like, good human beings in that locker room. Guys like Chris Long and Brandon Graham and all these guys who are, like, wonderful people that you could be so happy to root for. And the belief in that locker room, like, it didn't matter if no other person on the planet believed in them. Those guys in that room believed in themselves, believed in each other, believed in Doug. And what we've seen has just been unbelievable. And, John, you kind of hinted on it there, like, the concept of just believing and how it's different. This is different. Like, I woke up this morning. I said it to you. I was confident all week. I had no doubts they were going to win this game. I didn't think they'd win by 31 points or hit 38 unanswered or whatever. I didn't see that coming. But I thought they'd win. I felt good about it. But when I woke up this morning, I said to you for the first time, I was like, I've woken up before today five times for an NFC Championship game in my life. Yes. And we lost four of them. And I felt that. I felt the the memory of what it was like to wake up for an NFC Championship game and lose. And that I woke up this morning with that. 
And it's just different, man. This is a different team. It's a changing of the guard. This is the beginning of us waking up on NFC Championship game day and saying, yeah, we're going to the Super Bowl today. That's how we roll. That's how this team rolls. We do it with Nick Foles at quarterback. Unreal. And Nick Foles is a star today at quarterback. Delivered. uh, More than delivered. More than delivered. Took 20 pizzas and said, it's on me. Here you go. Unbelievable, man. Like It it has just been, uh, he was given free Uber rides all night tonight. It was, I mean, it was. <laughs> about like this is about as good as it can get in terms of your team showing up in a big game the NFC championship again man it just for me it keeps coming back to Doug Peterson with the way the offense played the way he schemed like we're talking we talked about going in going against the best defensive mind in football very likely the best defensive schemer in the game and Doug owned him he owned yeah. his soul and not just that it, it, everything Doug does as a play caller as a motivator as a leader you could tell these guys just a hundred percent bought in to Doug Peterson, I, I'm I'm floored, man. I, I'm I'm so impressed. I'm, I can't stop smiling. Like I'm just like the happiest person in the world right now. I'm sure everyone in here with us is uh, is just as happy as uh, 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 we got someone coming on the line. Oh yeah, here, yeah, huh? yeah. That's what I said. So we're, let's go live down to the link as uh, um, I want to. Uh, I don't think that's <laughs> I don't think that's what we're looking for, pal. Uh, is is that you, BLG? Yep. Yeah, there he is. Hey, we had a we had a rando sneak in there, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, live from the link, directly from the press box. I, I gotta tell you, we've been talking about the vibe of of everything and just one how masterful Doug Peterson has been uh, thus far, buddy. But. Uh, what was it like? Uh, because I saw a lot of the guys just kind of tweeting out, I've never seen or felt the press box shake. Was it really shaking a lot tonight? Oh, yeah. The atmosphere here at the link was just like nothing I've ever seen. I mean, just all the chants you had, you had. The Eagles fans were mocking the the skull chant. Uh, they were saying it to Nick Foles. They were saying, we want Brady. It was, just, it was nuts. <laughs> I've never seen the link this fired up. I mean, I've never seen a game. Yeah, I think yeah that, see, that's where I'm going. Uh, BLG, do you have, uh, uh, if Nick Foles is listening right now, anything you'd like yeah. to say to the, the young man who, who kind of brought it tonight? I'd like to say you're welcome because, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't think he could have done it, you know, if, if it weren't for me. You fueled him. You know, yeah. I, mean, you gotta f- I, I, did, I will take 100% credit for <laughs> completely fueling it. Yeah, as you should. And what a night for Nikki Foles, man. I mean, oh uh, the Eagles, uh, BLJ, I think, I don't know if they finished this way, but they were 9 for 11 on third down. Uh, Nick Foles has... Against a historical third yes, down defense, correct. by the way. 25% they were allowing. It's unbelievable. And uh, not on top of that, but just had some spectacular throws. The flea flicker, the, uh, you know... Throw the, on the run, the... Oh, my God. Keeping keep a lot of plays alive tonight. And I, I don't know, what did, what did you think of Nick Nick's performance overall? Well, I mean, <laughs> what can you even say? It was, it was near perfect. I think the first drive, um, you know, I think that, you know, it wasn't all his fault, but I thought that pass to Torrey Smith early on was a tad underthrown. And the, the ball to Trey Burton, too, now that was a little wide. But after that, I mean, everything was pretty much perfect. I think here's what I think. You know, we're all talking about Foles and, and you know, give him his due. But, I mean, Doug Peterson, man. Yep, that's what we said. cannot say enough good things. And Jim Schwartz, too. I mean, just the yeah, coaching they both coach as great. a whole on this team, obviously. But Doug, you know, Doug is the number one guy. And, I mean, the, the, just the job Doug Peterson has done with this team is incredible. I just I, – I can't get over the fact that he didn't win Coach of the Year. I mean, it's, it's just so obvious that he has been the best coach this year. I mean, I don't think anyone has had to do – I don't think anyone's done more with less than Doug Peterson. And now, now it's going on to the big one. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's amazing that they they got here, BLG, and it's weird that it's like there's this kind of uh, amazing thing that happened today. We all just kind of woke up and thought the same thing. It's just like I don't know how they're going to go in and do it. But I believe that they're going to go and win. And now, uh, you know, coming out the immediately, the, the Vegas books, I think, went to six and a half. And it um, automatically has shot down to five and a half. Um, so they're, they're still going to be an underdog going into the Super Bowl. Um, we'll, we'll get to the, the rest of the stuff as we move along the show here. But do you like their chances against the Patriots? Oh, man. <laughs> you wanted this, BLG. You asked for this, BLG. Yeah. No, I know. I'm not... I'm not saying that in like a bad way. I'm just saying like it's crazy to think like it's crazy to be able to say yes to that question. Like, oh yeah, you know, I think they can beat the Patriots. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, why not? Why not at this point? I, I goes back to those four reasons that I feel good about this team. It's it's the coaching, you know, it's the trenches. They dominated tonight on both sides of the ball. Again, that goes such a long way. Um, just all those things going for this team. They're they're very legitimate things. Uh, I just like it's not fluky. It's real good stuff. I mean, they they freaking blew out a team that went thirteen and three, and you know Mike Zimmer, a good defensive head coach. That team is not a bad team. I no. mean, Case Keenum, not the best quarterback. He's been having a good year, and they just made that team look like total crap in the biggest game of their year. I mean, how could you not feel good about this team at this point? Yeah, it's crazy, BLG. The thing, the whole time through this game, I was just like, yeah, man. Remember when they made the Denver Broncos sound like an impossible thing? And then, you know, they they found a way to do it, and then they kind of fell apart after that. Here come the Vikings. They're off his, his miracle in, in Minnesota, and that, I think that might have played into it at least a little bit. Um, but certainly I didn't hear Everson Griffin's name. I certainly didn't hear anybody that just popped out like, whoa, such and such made a, made a fantastic play. The way that Doug Peterson, and getting back to him, you know, uh, the just the, the flow of the game, I can say at this point, finally, he is an elite play caller. He is an elite game flow yeah. operator. Like, I have never seen a guy have a feel for exactly whatever Zimmer was doing. I mean, that's really what we asked of Doug to do tonight. It was, I got to see that you're a mile ahead of this guy. And he wasn't a mile ahead of him. (laughs) He was miles. He was 23.2 or 23.1. I mean, Doug was already finished with the marathon, and they're still trying to catch up. 26.2. Thank you very much. (laughs) You can tell I'm a runner. Uh, But there is. Because I'm a big time runner, obviously, right? But but it's just an an amazing job by, by all of those guys. And even. BLG, you tell me. I thought the most impressive thing with about you know uh, thirty plus seconds on the clock in the second quarter, they're buried yeah. in there after. By the way, uh, Barner makes a phenomenal play to get them to the twenty-five to start from that thing. He just says, "No, we need the points. We want the ball back. We want all the momentum." And calls calls a, a, a drive that I, I I don't know I can't wait to go back and watch it they they, they end up twenty four to seven yeah the throw at that hurts time. on that drive the, the big chunk play that, that got them in range like that was that was a brilliant play call brilliant execution but the play call was like wow yeah BLG I thought that was I thought that was the best one of the the night we'll contrast that with what happened in the Jaguars game where they had what like fifty seconds or so Doug Marone and. And they didn't go for like they could have tried to to set up a field goal drive or something in that Patriots game, but Doug Peterson or sorry Tug Marone went way too conservative. He kneeled it, and then guess what? The Jaguars end up losing. He didn't take they didn't take every chance. You can't say they went down swinging and did everything they could to win because they went too conservative there. That's the thing. That's the great thing about Doug Peterson. Like maybe he does something aggressive and it doesn't always work out, I and mean, that's just going to be the reality of it. 
but you're going to go down with a fight. Like you're going to go down knowing that he did everything he could to win. And, and that, that was huge because they go up three possessions at that point going into halftime and you get the ball back. So, I mean, like, I don't want to say the game was like officially over then, but I mean, like it, it almost was because like that, at that point, the Vikings just aren't a team to play from behind. They, they've won, they've won these games this year. I mean, obviously this makes sense because they won so many games they were ahead, but they were a team that was built to play from ahead and they weren't built to play from behind at all. And we saw that tonight and Doug Peterson put them in that position. He went, he was aggressive. It was just an unbelievable game. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I'm, uh, I don't know if the, uh, the guys, I'm, I'm just realizing maybe our live audience can't hear you too much, but we'll try and relay the message certainly when you're gone. Uh, and for those listening on the podcast, congratulations. You can hear BLG. You can hear him perfectly. Point. I can see it recording. It's yeah, going well. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, real quick then, BLG. So wh- I'm just, I'm always curious because uh, I, I wonder, you know, you have to be so polite in the press box. And I, I, I want to know what was the reaction in the press box when one they called the flea figure and when Alshon Jeffrey was wide open for that touchdown where Nikki again hit him in stride. My reaction was Alshon was going to drop it. I was like, no, something's going to go wrong, and then he didn't. Of course, yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. As a whole, I think people just—it's shocked. Like, I, I just think people legitimately can't believe like what's happened. Um, it's it's been incredible. Uh, I just wanted to say one more thing yes. before I go Please. tonight. What's, what's, it's one word. You know what? You know what it is. Next. Next. Yeah. Next, baby. That's the word. We appreciate it, BLG. Thanks, pal. Uh, BLG is going to go run down probably press conferences and the rest of that. But yeah, I mean, like um, that. That to me. Uh, showed what Doug was all about, and then everybody else. Like we, we asked, like you cannot just rely on the run game this mm-hmm. entire time. Foles is going to have to go make some big plays, and he did. But let's talk about the wide receivers for a little bit. Every single one of them came to play today. Uh, that we're going to forget about Trey Burton doing that little line, that little, that little deer dance leave in the first it quarter. Happens. But that was the literally the last bad play that I saw from either side. Of the football. I mean, everybody, you know, yards are always going to be there. The Vikings are going to get you in some parts. The biggest thing for me was not only Foles' play, but the the offensive line did a phenomenal job and gave him time. And even when plays weren't open, he allowed and stood in the pocket, took the punishment, tried to get shots down there, even though you get a little nervous and like, oh, Nikki, that's going to fall out of your hands on a sack. You better get rid of the ball. Held on to everything. No turnovers. Just a picture. You couldn't have scripted a better Eagles game plan and they didn't know what they were they were doing yet. So yeah. this is this is awesome. Yeah, not just that, like Foles like moving around a little bit, showing a little feet, like you know, kind of waggling out in the pocket and making some throws. But again, I think you hit on it there, John. Like for me and the O line was outstanding, terrific. It all comes back to Doug, man. Like the game plan, the fact that they were getting the ball out of Foles' hands really quick the majority of times when they went cold for the deep passes, like some play action deep plays. Like it was just so Clever. Everything was so well put together, and the offensive line blocked when they needed to, made plays. Like you said, man, I like the receivers stepped up. First of all, back to Peterson, the way he kind of used Aguilar almost as a, a decoy in a lot of a lot of cases in a really clever way. They saw what they did last week with Aguilar as that, that yep. kind of X-factor type guy. Doug completely used that to throw the defense off and instead was going to Smith, was going to Jeffrey, doing all that type of stuff. It was so clever. It was next-level type stuff from Peterson. 
And to what you said, like, look, I mean, we already talked about Alshon. I mean, that catch in the end zone, to have the, the hand strength to hold on to that ball over Man. your head as you're getting knocked to the ground and to hold it like a, that was unreal. Tory Smith. That's why they paid him. That's why they paid yeah. him. Yeah. Tory Smith caught every single ball thrown his way, except, except for, for the first one, right, right, which was behind him, but, like, made plays, the deep pe- catch, even the short stuff, like, catches and, like, plays we haven't seen work all year, the short little outs to Torrey Smith, all of a sudden he's catching it and getting five, six yards after the play. It was just, it was one of those nights where against, somehow, against the best defense you faced, against the best defensive scheme you faced, against the best defensive mind you faced, it was the best, like, game we have seen this offense have Easily without Wentz, and at least from a a flow perspective and the play calling perspective, maybe the best game we've seen Doug Peterson call yet. So let's do this. Let's just do an all-around MVP for those that are listening live. If it's Doug Peterson for you tonight, give me a heart. If it is Nikki Foles (laughs) for you, uh, give me a like. If it is uh, Jim Schwartz, you give me a wow. Uh, I'm gonna stick with him. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I mean, like it is really close. I, I'm probably. I'd probably just double hit yeah. uh, the the like and the love all at yeah. the same time, just it's because I think both. It's for me. I agree. Yeah, but, uh, the way that uh, they they were together, and honestly, I don't. I don't want that to discredit what the defense totally. did. I mean, they they really kept them out of rhythm, and uh, man, oh man, and we haven't even talked about it yet. But that literally changed the football game, and we didn't notice it, and didn't know it was going to be when we were watching it. But Patrick Robinson. Dude. Who we again? It's so weird that we talk just talk these guys into existence at the tailgate. In the you know where we were going through the whole entire story of like this guy. And trust me, guys, you're just gonna have to take my word on it. Looked so awful at training camp <laughs> and OTAs. Everyone, and, it wasn't just us. No. A lot of beat writers thought and, he was gonna get cut. Uh, you know, at the, the combined practices with the Dolphins and just, you know, they traded for Darby and everybody assumed that he's going to be out of there. And then all of a sudden, Darby goes down. He looks like an all-pro, and he showed it again tonight. Chris Long <laughs> setting the tone, like knocking uh, knocking Case Keenum's arm a little bit so it goes wobbly. And this is the – I love the mentality of this defense, and we, we asked the for it. on the first one, the Derek Barnett. We're like, please, Derek Barnett. We oh, yeah, yeah. We want like the first freaking turnover like it was like what is happening right now it was so perfect. so they we look and we go oh my god that's Patrick Robinson he's got it in at hand he's calling it you see Ronald oh, Darby man. screaming to seal the block oh. because he knows what's going on too the defense mentality to score because they knew that they needed to change the momentum of the game and also just changed everything. It changed everything. I think everyone built up the confidence. That's that's the moment where people had been in that stadium for a very long time and felt everything just go, oh, my God, what just happened yep. here? You lit the fire. Then they kept scoring and kept scoring and kept scoring. And, you know, maybe Patrick Robinson and Chris Long need to be tied in there somewhere. But that, that to me, just, just set, set the roof on fire. Well, especially when you look at it as the Vikings came out hot. Like, they came out and walked down the field against that defense, right down the field for a touchdown. We were, we were all like, oh, they're going to come out slow. They're off the big, you know, miracle, all that stuff. They yeah. came out and walked down the field. 
And for that to be the only seven points they score all game, and dude, that Patrick Robinson play, uh, you know, the ball was thrown right to him, the pick itself, but the return and the awareness, yeah, like impressive. you were saying, like to have Dar- like not just Darby knew it, but Patrick Robinson, they're like waving him over, like get the block. He's angling people as he's going, like that's like the I played running back in high school, I get a chance to make my moves type thing here, and you yeah. saw it. It was reminding me of the Jalen Mills pick and return that one a little bit more, um, probably a little bit more flashy and exciting, but. In the moment, man, it to have them come down, walk down the field, seven nothing. You can't convert the Eagles' first drive. That drop long pass. You're like, oh, we had it. For the defense to come back out on that next drive, and to for Patrick Robinson to make that play and take it to the house and completely flip the game back to zero zero. Essentially, that was that was everything. It was everything, and then from there on, it was it was thirty one unanswered points after the thirty one unanswered. Throughout the rest of the game, and you know we 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 talked to uh, uh, to what well, again after the Robinson. after after the yeah, yeah they were down so so this is uh, this is what I found interesting and maybe maybe some of the some of the older folks in the room uh, will, will get what I'm saying here I don't this might be in my head uh, but every NFC Championship game that the Eagles were faced in at home in during the 2000s and even when they were away playing the Rams and and stuff like that. Uh, I they always were up first mm-hmm. and then had to the other team would always claw back. We I, I just had that in my memory. I was just like this feels different. Like the the biggest oh my god that was too easy. The Vikings scored. This is you know you're always thinking this is going to be miserable and then it's like wait a minute this this might be okay. You know they got well, they got it out of the way. They're getting flashy. The offense the 25 scripted plays. It's going to be fine. You know if they if they you know don't it, do well, anything. It was the reverse of that Tampa. Bay it was the reverse. Game. It was wait, the Tampa that, Bay reverse. Right? They yeah. Come out, d- walk down the field. Deuce Staley runs in for that touchdown like untouched. We're like oh my god we're going to roll. Yeah. And then everything went the other way. That's how this felt. It felt like Minnesota. Comes down, just trollops down the field like with no resistance whatsoever. I mean, the wide open Kyle Rudolph for a touchdown pass in the end zone, and then that was it. It was over. That was shut it down. Nothing else. Nothing else good happened for the Vikings for the next fifty-five minutes. Like, what the hell is that? That is that you don't see that happen that often. Where it is seven points, like an open, just dominant drive, and then thirty-eight on in this type of game, man. And the the moment I knew that. Is when Legarrette Blunt scored that touchdown and basically sent like Sendejo out for the rest of the game because yeah. I, I saw it too. I mean, you, whew, man, that's why you went and signed him, man. You yeah, know, that's that, there. There's your guy uh, towards uh, towards the end of that, and you just he just leaned in and and that's it. Like the crowd just one more time just got and got lit up and got on fire there. So it's uh, so it's pretty incredible. Uh, right now, our uh, producer Casey Young is has the live feed. Let's see if we can get it in here real quick. Yeah, uh, look at this. So uh, for those of you, oh, it just it just it's ended. Ended. It just ended. ended. It just ended. It just ended. But uh, Razul Douglas and the crew again were uh, were were definitely loose. just uh, just loose and dancing. Oh, here we go. Here's the here's the replay. As they're they're going crazy right now. You can go sideways like that. Oh no no no. Yeah yeah yeah. We're good like that. Uh, but they're you know they're right there. They're dancing. They're talking smack. Let's go boy. Let's go. Look at that crew right there. Everybody's just in there dancing, ready to rock and roll. It's uh, it feels it feels awesome, and that means that I get to make more uh, uh, Jeffrey Laurie uh, <laughs> dance videos uh, coming coming to a theater near you. So that's that's uh, fantastic. But that's you know we started to talk about the the same things too when it's 
it's the the reason and a big reason I think is why they're at this step is is obviously we've said the coach the performance on the field it has been there but a lot of these guys Chris Long, Garrett Blunt, Torrey Smith, Alshon Jeffrey these Shout guys are vets and and these guys are not part of that huge Philly culture of oh well they're going to blow it anyway or something and this team together hasn't had a long time of just like oh, pressure we got to win this one that's what loose looks like this whole week when they're coming into meetings and they're just dancing around like we were in the beginning of the show that's why they won that's exactly why they came out here and won and it's just it, I think it's the same leading into the Super Bowl keep it loose Keep it loose as a goose. Yep. And and Chris Long and LeGarrette Blunt are going to go face their former team. It, it's perfect, man. Like, it really is. Like, this, I don't ever want this. I want to be underdogs forever. I don't want the yeah. Eagles to ever be favored in again in a game as long as I live because I'm all about it. You know, I've said it non, like, I'm a nobody believes in us guy, like, to my core. That is who I am. I love that this team is embracing that. And it's going to be two weeks of it. We, we know the national media. We heard it the last two weeks. Yeah. You know what's coming. Every single person picking the Patriots, Tom Brady and Belichick, they're going to get six. All this yeah, BS. All that crap. You know it's coming. You know it's coming. Like, it's going, the next two weeks are going to be the, the crowning achievement of the Patriots. They're getting one more Super Bowl title. <laughs> no one is going to give the Eagles any that ESPN chance. article, this is where it gets fired Seth up. Seth Wickersham has got these guys in a tether. Like, <laughs> this, like I'm telling you, man, it's going to be two weeks of that, and that is exactly what we want. It's going to be two weeks of Doug Peterson going, look at it. Yet again. Yeah, Yet and here again. we go. No one gives us any chance. And see, you know, this, boys, no chance. We can't win. Look at this. That's right. And, and, and they buy into it, and they believe in it, and it's all back to Doug. It's the fact that Doug lets those guys be like that. Pushing it's the, the right buttons. Doug is pushing every button, man. The fact that he's cutting stuff out and, like, pictures of them being picked against in NovaCare and, you know, like, them cutting together videos like Kyle Brandt said when he was on with you at WIP. Yeah. He's like, yeah, they took my video, which wasn't even – it was like a spoof. I, I wasn't ripping them. I actually rooting for them. I thought they'd win, but he yes. took it out of contacts and say, look, nobody's picking you guys. Like, I'm, I'm all about it. Yes. Those are the buttons to push. That's what you got to do against this Patriots team. I'm I'm so ready, man. We are a, we are avenging 2004. It is Yeah, go it feels time. like that. It does. It's we go beat time. the Vikings and the Falcons. Let's go. Yes, and it has all the momentum to go in and do that. And I even see Cedric trying to make fun of us here. Remember when uh, Clement was just a guy, which, by the way, I, I'm trying to figure out is has every play of his since like week five gone for positive he's yardage? Never gone like he's never gone backwards it's ever. Awesome. Uh, and by the way, they still traded for JJ for we a reason. Did, and regardless, but it's cool. We were wrong. Corey Clement's awesome. He's <laughs> yeah, way sure, better than sure. we expected. Great he's player. Fantastic. Very happy to have him here. Uh, Go, but, Corey. But that's kind of the underrated part of this too. I I, I mentioned JJ, and that there is there is. I mean, like, what a phenomenal yard creator on his it's own. It's unbelievable. And I know sometimes it's two yards in a cloud of dust, and I know sometimes it's there, but he's always leaning forward. Yeah. He's always bouncing off. He's finding, finding the right holes. room. It's unbelievable. What did you do, Miami? <laughs> the knee looks pretty good. You know, and you know, JHI Super Bowl Johnny Tootsie sent Roll. A, he sent a, a, an important message to his team. Yeah, he did by trading a really good player for nothing. Come on, John. That's what yeah. you're supposed yeah. to do in the um, NFL. Uh, congratulations to Adam Gase. I hope you enjoy watching the Super Bowl from your house. <laughs> That's that sounds that sounds wonderful. Prime example, man. Did you show him? You showed oh, him real good. Yeah, uh, JHI. I'm sure he really learned his lesson. <laughs> yes. He's going to the fucking Super Bowl now. Uh, all right, uh, let's get. Oh, by the way. 
Hi, Bill Simmons. Hi, buddy. Hey, hey Michael Lombardi. Hi, pal. Who uh, quickly I mean, apologized right now. He, so, on. Michael, it took you. Yeah. It took you to get to the goddamn Super Bowl to actually apologize. Are you kidding me? Good Lord. At least yeah. he did it. At least he did it, but still, whatever. He was the worst take of all time. It doesn't change the fact that he had the worst take of all time. Just an absurd, ridiculous thing to say the way he said it. But you know me. I'm a Simmons apologist. Simmons did oh, there pick, you go. Simmons picked the Eagles two weeks in a row. He was on the bandwagon as far as it goes. It was Mike Lombardi who was against it. But yeah, yeah. You look, Lombardi, like he had to. You can't, you can't say you know anything about football and watch the last two games that Doug Peterson is coach and not say that guy's a great coach. Like you can't yes. do it. Like it would be, it would be antithetical to no understanding football. Like you can't do it. It would be, it would just be a blatant lie. You know, it's like at least he admitted it, but. Yeah, it took way too long. Yeah, we're getting the tweets coming in. Jimmy Kemsky tweeting uh, Brandon Graham coming off the field. His arms are just raised in Good the air him, with an NFC championship head on. I might be as happy for him as anyone That's in I was going to say. There's nobody that I'm more proud of, uh, second to probably maybe Nelson Aguilar and the rest of the guys that are in there. Brandon Graham getting to this point has earned every step, mm-hmm. every moment, every injury, every hit every padded practice position change every yelling at uh from from you know washburn to i can't even remember the the rest of the coordinators have come through here because i'm i'm too excited but to to come back here to be the the lockdown guy that you are to be one of the still uh having that mentality his entire life of being that underdog of like ah there's a motor but there's not much to it he's just a speed rusher he's just a bull rusher he's just this he literally adapted to everything that was thrown in front of him. He's become one of the leaders of this football team. There's no one on the planet right now that deserves a Super Bowl more than Brandon Graham. And I know that sounds very, very hyperbolic, but I, I believe that to my core, that there is no one that has worked harder to get this to, you know, on the field and off the field, off the field. Uh, maybe some people don't know as much. Obviously, he's a great talker. He's very personable. He, just like Malcolm Jenkins, will stand there and talk to you for 30 minutes yep. about anything, yep. any question that you have. It is there. Uh, they need they need to win this one for Brandon Graham. They need to win this one for for a, a bunch of different people, but Brandon Graham is, is definitely my guy Yeah, there. me too. Top of the list. The other guy we'll throw in here. Uh, Brent Selleck, man. Like, that guy has toiled away here. He has been here since the jump. He's been here through great times, all that stuff. But Brent Selleck, we heard it. When he talked about that video, you know, you don't know how hard it is to get back here. Like, to be here, to be in this moment. Like, for Brent Selleck to get to a Super Bowl as an Eagle, like, maybe his last year as an Eagle. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Brent Selleck's not uh, in the NFL anymore after this year. Whatever it is, like... I, like that dude has been here for a long time, and he has just put his head down and gone to work for a really long time. Uh, I'm really, I, I mean, BG is the one that stands out to me the most, especially because like Brandon Graham is one of the nicest people I've ever met. Like he is a, a wonderful human being. He is just a good person. Um, those guys, those are the two that really kind of jump out to me. And, and you know what? Nick Foles, man. Like, for what Nick Foles went through, for what he was here before, and to then get traded away, and to have what happened in St. Louis, and basically go from being someone who people believe might be a good starter in this league, to being like the butt of every yeah, joke, yep. to being a backup in KC, to coming here to being a backup by the potential MVP of the league type guy, for Nick Foles to come out, and, and I've told, I've said this on the air, like, as far as human beings go, Nick Foles one of the nicer ones I've ever met. Like, he is a a genuinely good person for that dude to come out and do what he did tonight to take the the beating that that guy took after those games at the end of the season. I couldn't be happier for that guy. Yeah, uh, 
and just all the we, we have been we, we said a lot of the time like um Nick is one of the most genuine human beings that you ever meet in your life By and far. I and I just want him to turn on the switch so both of them can meet <laughs> together and we can understand that and you know it, if you just go back even a couple of years we all wanted to throw him out with the bathwater yeah. and there were some that stuck with him and those that did I, I give you props because I just I, I I couldn't do that but uh uh, I mean, what a, what a performance for him yeah. and his and his wife and just his whole it. story. That's what I mean. Like how I, in our minds, and I know, like we, we said this morning, we wanted to give America the worst Super Bowl ever because yep. fuck them because <laughs> uh, we wanted to give us bowls, you know, uh, Bortles and Foles, like whatever. I don't care. But uh. now, but now, now the opportunity rises to go even a little further there and go. Now Nick Foles can go beat Tom Brady. Now, now, like all of our false takes can look terrible, and I'm all for it, man. Oh. Like just, just it. you know, to, for him to go in there and to have this opportunity is great. And again, it goes back to what you said when we're rattling off names. There, guess backup quarterbacks are pretty important. <laughs> guess paying Nick Foles was pretty good there, Howie. Yo, Howie. Yo, real quick, Howie yeah. Roseman. For two, that's we've the, said this many as times. As a city, we all owe yes, him a, an apology. Dude, John yeah. and I have already apologized many times. We've already admitted our wrong. Like Howie Roseman. To, and we all made jokes. Well, all, you know, when he was away for a year, like, what is yeah. that going to like that being what happened to him changed that guy? Like, there is no question he learned from what happened to him, from being put in a broom closet, from being removed and taken away. Like, he he took that to heart and he changed and the way took the pummeling from and, everybody and took the yeah. pummeling. And he like, what a master. What a masterful job he did putting this team together. He put a team together around a guy who should have won the MVP and put enough of a team together that the backup quarterback he brought in could still lead this team to the Super Bowl. Yeah. It is Howie fucking Roseman, man. And, and people that are mentioning there, yeah, when we mentioned, I mean, obviously Jason Peters. Obviously. I'm talking yeah, about the guys that are on the, on the field, field tonight, but one all of them, yeah. million percent Jason Peters deserves this. Are you kidding me? Of like course. they should they for for all the guys. I listen, gang, I stood here before you when they clinched the NFC championship game or the NFC well, it doesn't matter now. <laughs> it all counts. The NFC East, when they clinched the NFC East, I'm in literal tears trying to get over myself because I am sitting here going like man that was it they were gonna win the super bowl yep. they were gonna win the super bowl this feels like randall this feels like a, a bunch of other stuff that we've dealt with before and the fact that they just dug in and dug in and <laughs> dug, dug in dug dug, dug yeah d-o-u-g in <laughs> they d-o-u-g'd in forever they look sloppy they got through it they got the first round by which became incredibly so important. important man. They got here. They maybe they got a little lucky with the Falcons. That was not luck right no. there. That oh, was man. that was throwing down the flag and saying we're still here. Yep. And they've been saying that for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And even though we questioned, we got there. And this is this is just kind of an amazing moment. How it's come full circle a little bit, you know, because it. The thing I was things I was thinking, James, is. People were in. I mean, I yelled Super Bowl in October when the Ajayi <laughs> train, and everybody go. Everybody went. All right, calm down. Let's calm down. I, you know, those are. It's a little too thing, but I was. I was that confident, and it didn't matter because the people that weren't confident then became confident when there was a bunch of stuff in front of it. We all reversed roles, and then we came together today, and it's just. 
God damn, it's amazing, guys. I fucking love this fan base. And I'm being honest with you. This isn't any phony bullshit. I love that when people come up to us, we're just sitting there, we're drinking beers, we're enjoying the moment all together. That's what's great about this goddamn fan base. Every single person that tries to tear us apart is a terrible job at it. And the moment that something comes from the outside, even though we don't disagree, we come together and say, fuck you. And that's what this team did tonight. They kept saying, fuck you every single goddamn week and now they're going to the Super Bowl. How amazing is this team? How amazing is this city? How amazing is everything going to be and everything is going to taste so good for the next two weeks because we might have been feeling California, but we are going to Minnesota and that is what's going to happen. We're going to invade them twice. We're going to make all the Vikings fans annoyed again. This is what we came here for in two years, two years of Doug Peterson after this last year when all of you motherfuckers out there doubted Carson Wentz and then he got you to the biggest point of this franchise and then Doug said, we're not done yet. This is me. These are my balls and we're going to go. And it happened. And it happened. I want apologies. I want red carpet. And I better get some goddamn room service because, boy, oh, boy, are the rooms going to be booked up at the Hotel Six and the Best Western and every nook and cranny in Minneapolis because you are about to face something that I've never seen before. Everyone in this town believes. Not that they would deserve it. Not that they think that we're going to win. Everyone believes and we are going to enjoy that ride. Four, James Seltzer, Casey Young, our producer, has been with us all day. I am John Barchard. This is BGN Radio. We're going to the Super Bowl, baby, right here on BleedingGreenNation.com and BGN Radio.com. I'll be right back. Stretch your hand and I'm going to chop it off. I dare you ask for a favor from your boss's boss. Shrimp, scampi, angel head noodles, white wine sauce. Rwanda and Ross, reload the Nina Ross. Settle metal when I'm focused on the green Dinero. Hocus pocus, Gucci loafers, cake with bacon soda. Cake for soldiers moving weight from Maine to Nova Scotia. Bang revolvers, problem solvers, that and pain the mothers. Lost a child, clips from play when they hear Belial. Nightmares, walking dead cause they sleep dead. You either sheep or shit, be scared and cut the pieces. I lust for custom coops with the honey mustard features. Butterfly doors, a whore that makes wine or sober. Her beauty stunning, plus she funny, that's the proper order. Head nods and cat calls, cuz it's pops in order. Yeah, I'm stuck in all the world is my stage show. Dallas streets cruising. <laughs> yeah, this is what I'm talking about right here. Let's go! <laughs> Always and forever. Always and forever. Hush, 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 hush.